it's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Golf continues to roll on in October. The PGA Tour visits Las Vegas for the next two weeks, and I've spent the majority of my week in North Jersey at the Cognizant Founders Cup watching the LPGA. From SiriusXM to Sin City, I've got plenty to tell you all this afternoon, so sit back, fill a glass, and enjoy the start to your weekend. The Pro Show. We're live. Can't stop Hello, New York City. Good afternoon. It's Friday. It's the Pro Show. Mr. Wade Weezer. My condolences, my friend, on your oh, New York my, Yankees. My Yankees, yeah. Out, out with the whimper. Yes. No bang. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a strong showing no, at all. You know. Well, you know who is having a great week? That's the LPGA. Because I've spent the majority of it following them up there at Mountain Ridge Country Club, which is just absolutely spectacular. In the fall. I mean, it's probably spectacular every day of the year, but it looks spectacular. It's going to look spectacular on TV this week for the Cognizant Founders Cup. And, you know, everybody is fired up up there. It's almost like it's a major championship. And, you know, it just wasn't because we were there. It was actually because it it really was a special event. Right. And you got to go. You got to give a lot of kudos to Cognizant, who came in and has kind of flown into the map here of the golf world. And I guess their CEO is a big time golfer. And he reached out to the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, and said, you know what? I want to get involved in golf. Now, they have like, I had to look this up, but Cognizant is an IT company with about 290,000 employees. 290,000? 290,000. How are we doing? So they doubled the purse for the Founders Cup. It used to be out in Arizona. This event's about 10 years old. You know, we talked to Scott Wood last week, the tournament director. They doubled the purse, and I tell you, they have pulled out all the stops. Mountain Ridge is a fantastic spot, but I mean, the buildup, the grandstands, the ladies, I mean, all of them couldn't have been more appreciative the the different days that I was up there this week, and you know, part of that whole reason was that that I was up there was that we wanted to talk to somebody who's playing in the event, and this afternoon, we are going to chat with Catherine Kirk, nice, who's playing in the event. She shot one under yesterday, which was a little... T37 after round one, uh, which I thought would have been a really good score because that golf course can be super hard. But I think the fog was there in the morning. I think it was a little sticky. I think the greens were a little sticky. So it gave the ladies a chance Mm. because the number two player in the world, Jin Young Ko, um, she made nine birdies okay, in 18 yeah. holes. Yeah, Sticky greens. Yeah, she yeah she did. I mean, <laughs> she shot 63 with a bogey, if that's good. I don't know. That's her, her 11th straight round in the 60s. And, of course, Annika um, holds the record. I think back in 2005, it was about four. It, well, it's definitely 14 in a row. So she's got three more to go. So by Sunday, Jin Young Ko can tie her. And then the next time they play, she can try to um, set a new record. But, you know, I... I, I I hope that things dry out a little bit up there because that place is really going to be fun to watch on TV. The green complexes and everything, everything's exquisite. And I can't wait to speak with Catherine and learn more about her experience in the first round and her week and how everything's going. Because I love the LPGA being here in the New York City area because it's one of those things where 
And and I'm telling everybody, it's Friday afternoon. It's going to be a nice Saturday. Get out there to Mountain Ridge. Take a family of four. I mean, if you want to go see the Yankees, you can't, right? You can't, no, not this weekend. And you're not going to see preseason hockey or, or preseason NBA. And if you did, it was probably a family of four. Um, Jim Dolan's going to charge you like about $700. So go see the LPG up at Mountain Ridge. Parking's not far, far off. The shuttles are great. And I tell you, I was over there. I had just the best time. You can get so close to the athletes. It's just, it's it's probably the coolest thing to do in sports. You can't get close to Aaron Judge or something like that at Yankee Stadium. And if it, you do, you're probably going to get escorted out of the stadium. Probably, yes. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great that point. Close. I'm glad you bring these things up. Keep everybody in check. And it it's just one of those things where, like yesterday, I was standing next to the number one player in the world, Nelly Corda, watching her hit shots and just marveling at, what she was capable of doing. And here's the thing. If you go watch Bryson play, I mean, it's like, it's literally like watching Russell Crowe in the gladiator. You know, it's like, I have no appreciation of what is going on there. Right. I mean, it, I mean the guy is like Crow magnet in so many, <laughs> in such well, a you sense. You see it up close and you're like, wow. Yeah. And, and then you look at that and I go, well, I, I don't play a game. I play a game unfamiliar to what he's doing. Right. It, it's, it's unbelievable. But you watch the ladies play. And the way that they hit it and their swings and, you know, they're not like super muscular, uh, like, you know, DJ or Brooks or something like that. And it gives you such a great appreciation about how much talent they have Mm -hmm. and how much touch and skill and everything. And I tell you, I love going out and it gets the kids excited because kids can watch that. Your children can watch that style of golf and they can actually learn something or get into the game. And, you know, I gave this clinic and, and I might talk about it with Catherine a little bit, but I gave this clinic or participated or volunteered for the New Jersey Golf Foundation, our great sponsor, on Wednesday night, and there was like 40 or 50 kids there, and Nancy Lopez was there, and it was all these just great fanfare going on. And, and, um, you know, the kids looking up to these LPGA players was just fantastic. And they they were putting on a clinic, and we're hitting shots and everything, and everyone, the kids can really appreciate it, and they can get into it. And the ladies are so approachable on that tour. And I I think a lot of that has to do with maybe that they don't play for Uber amounts of money. Right. So they are in the, they're in the mode of trying to promote their tour and themselves. Whereas, you know, the guys on the PGA tour, it's such a business to them that I think a lot of times they get caught up in, you know, tunnel vision. Right. And they, they don't really get involved in the fan experience. The fan, I guess what I'm trying to say is the fan experience was great this week up there. And, you know, I can't wait to get involved with it this weekend again and uh, have some fun. Cognizant is putting on a huge spread. The build out behind 18, um, all sorts of good times uh, happening. Really, really a cool setup and everything. And Sandra Gals in second after the first round. She shoots 66, five under. Didn't even birdie a par five. Uh, par 71 there. And they're playing it long, too, like 6,600 yards, which is mm. a lot because it is called Mountain Ridge. Sure. Um, so it's it's mountainous. <laughs> One would think so. If that's a way to uh, describe it. I guess and with the mountains come valleys, because yesterday they had a 90-minute fog delay, and then today, this morning, they had a fog delay again. Wow. Yeah, so they're struggling to get it all done the first two rounds by Saturday because there you were know, some players last night that still had about seven seven holes to go. Um, that was the most. Most of them had about three or four holes to go that were still on the golf course. 
Uh, tied for third, you've got six players, but you've got like Brooke Henderson, you've got your U.S. Open champion, Yuka Sasso, you've got um, Nelly Korda, number one player in the world. She played well yesterday. Friend of the show, Megan Kang, she was there. I saw her this week, said hi to her. She shot 68 the first day. Uh, local favorite, Marina Alex from North Jersey. Sure. She shot even. That's a T56 right now. And Catherine Kirk, who we're going to talk to in just a little bit, uh, one under 70, and uh, she's tied for 39th uh, as things fluctuate on the leaderboard um, today. The uh, you know Speaking of shooting even par by Marina Alex, and being tied for 56th after the first you know you talk about the difference between golf courses you ask me all these great golf questions all the time off air and you're like what makes one harder than the other well scoring has a lot to do with it because you got to think about all of these athletes are at about the same level Mm -hmm. we're not talking about tiger and phil versus a run-of-the-mill tour pro but all of these ladies or men are at about the same level on average okay 55 it was just under that was like just under 50 shot under par yesterday at Mountain Ridge. Wow. Okay. 111 shot under par out at Vegas at the Shriners Children's Open, which is the PGA Tour event mm-hmm. this week. So you say to yourself, well, TPC Summerlin out in Las Vegas where they're playing, the guys were chewing that place up. That place must be a lot easier than Mountain Ridge. And it helps you put things into perspective. So if you are a fan of the game, always look at that. Look at where even par falls after one round, two rounds or whatever. And if it's less than 50 people, you know, at the U.S. Open, it's usually like 10 after a round, right. you know, so it, it gives you an idea of how things kind of compare and match up and everything. And uh, just, to, you know, to give you an example, the leader out in Vegas is 10 under after one round. Sung Kang, uh, he, you know, he shoots 61. He goes out in 31 and closes in 30 in his 18th hole, which was the ninth hole. But he, he started on 10. Right. But he uh, he eagles the last hole. Just, you know, you got to go from eight to 10 under sure. on the last hole. Um, so it's like go low or go home. They do have a good field out there in Vegas. I mean, it is Vegas. They're going to be there for two weeks. The CJ Cup is next week, which is a cool event. Uh, used to be over in the Far East, but we don't do that sort of thing right now with COVID uh, to be safe. So last year it was in Vegas. This year it's in Vegas. I mean, I, if you were, let's just do a side for a second. We'll have a little sidebar here for okay, a second. Sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. It's Friday. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, happy hour whatever yeah so two weeks in vegas you're on the pga tour do you, if you, you knowing your personality do you go for both weeks or you just pick the better event and and go for the one how do you could you do two weeks in vegas and survive oh yeah two weeks in vegas, absolutely you, and survive well i have to you know the event and then you got to get back to your room you know yeah well that's not gonna happen <laughs> this is not to. you on. have to come on it's not gonna <laughs> no, happen no, no, no. You, you can't survive going out every night there's no way You'd be broken. Uh, if you're if you are alive, you'd have no money left. That's for sure. Well, I mean, you could have a whole. You get some lot tea times you need to make against you too. If people want to, you know. I'm not even you. talking about doing bad things. I'm just talking <laughs> about doing the wrong things for yourself. <laughs> oh, it, would de- it would depend on my status on tour. Like if I was up there in the top fifty and I get into the CJ Cup, I'm in the CJ Cup. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to that one. I can't go for two weeks. I just can't do no, it. Okay. No, okay. it's just not happening. You I know, like but Vegas. Vegas is fun. I was well, you know. I mean, you know what? I I see you as a pool scene guy. You like um, sure, start sure, early, sure. start at the end pool. early. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, end early. Sometimes not by choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, the night. Yeah. Sometimes the night ends you. Yeah. Well, been there, done that. That's for sure. <laughs>
Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So the guys are out there in Vegas, and they're just tearing it up. You've got uh, Sam Burns, last week's winner, five under. Kepka three under. Hideki, Usti at six under. Again, remember, the leader is Sung Kang at 10 under. You've got three guys tied at eight under. Um, at this point, if you're 47 under after two rounds, maybe you could compete in this event. It's uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Big thanks to my, you know, speaking of the PGA Tour, uh, big thanks to my friends uh, Brian Kroll and Frank Darby. They uh, wanted a little live report from the Cognizant Founders Cup, so I spent some time with them last, last night on SiriusXM PGA Tour Network, and we had a good time talking about all the different things that are going on with the ladies and the LPGA. I mean, it was a big week for the LPGA. Uh, it started out, there was a nice charity event for Jane Park and her daughter Grace, who's going through some medical issues. It was called Saving Grace. It was in Morristown. A ton of players were there. I got to go. It, it was really, really a nice showing by, uh, I mean, Mike Wan was there from the USGA, former commissioner of the LPGA. Uh, Molly Marcus Aman was there, LPGA commissioner. And I got to see Molly a bunch this week, which was great to kind of reminisce with her about our Princeton days since nice. we both moved on at this point. And uh, she's like super excited. She goes, get me on your show. And I said, we'll I have to talk to Wade. <laughs> and she's like, who's Wade? I said, that's what everybody says. <laughs> so she, she's yeah, all excited. Number. Well, in like about a month, they have the tour championship, um, okay. the CME, and uh, we're going to call her up. And I, I said, you can come on and give us a little like uh, State of the Union address. And she was all excited about that. Cool. And she was she loved the fact that we expanded the show. And you know, she was on about three years ago during Princeton Reunions weekend. She was fabulous. And it, it was great to see her and catch up and, and do all of um, those types of uh, things that you get to do at a tour event when you see the commissioner. Right on. You know? Yeah, she, it was cool. She's doing very well, by the way. And she's been on the road a lot, so she's looking forward to the tour championship because since she was announced, she's gone to every single event to try to meet wow. as many people as she could. And so she's essentially on tour. Thankfully, she doesn't have to practice and play, no, but yeah. I think she does travel. a lot. Yeah. Her, her voice was a little hoarse, so I think that she does a little bit of talking. You know, bit. Just a touch. Just a touch, that's for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think there's a better person to be there. Huge news this week. Uh, the LPGA landed Chevron to back their first major of the year. They're bringing that to a $5 million purse. Um, they're getting um, national televised TV. I mean, they they got a lot of great mojo. And my point is, everybody... Get there this weekend. Go up to Mountain Ridge. It's not far away. The parking's not a hassle. Get in there. You'll be right next to the athletes, and you'll have a great time. And at the same time, um, ticket proceeds and such uh, go to benefit the community surrounding us. And you know who else benefits the community surrounding us? The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. We're just getting started here on the Pro Show. It's about a quarter after three here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with the LPGA's Catherine Kirk. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop chop, he says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to life of imitation. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. 
all NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe Dinkins, team of me. Bar, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. Well, from Brisbane to the big time. Catherine Kirk has been competing against the world's best for years. As a three-time LPGA Tour winner, Kirk knows what it takes to get the job done. This afternoon, she's going to give us a player report from the Cognizant Founders Cup. I can't wait to introduce her to all of you. Her charismatic candor is sure to entertain us all this fabulous Friday afternoon. We are joined this afternoon on the Pro Show by Catherine Kirk. How are you on this fine Friday? Excellent. Yeah, gr- glad to be in New Jersey and yeah, excited for this week. And yeah, it's an awesome golf course. So I think everyone's pretty pumped to be playing. And yeah, thankful that Cognizant have been a great partner and uh, really lifted the bar for other LPGA events and Mountain Ridge is spectacular. So yeah, just really glad to be here. Let's start right there. So Mountain Ridge is a sleepy little private course here in New Jersey. And of course, that's where my listening audience is. And, you know, I've played it many times. It is spectacular, but not a lot of people know about it. And of course, the tour doesn't know about it. What was your first impression when you saw the golf course this week? Yeah, it's a hidden gem for sure. Um, obviously, yeah, Mountain Ridge kind of indicates that there's going to be a few little hills out here, but 
it's in perfect conditions. Uh, it's probably, I would say, more like a major championship goal for us. Um, yeah, awesome layout. Tough greens, that's probably the defence of it. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a great week and uh, exciting weekend for, for women's golf for sure. You had a strong week last week at the ShopRite, two rounds of three in the 60s. Looking ahead and, and kind of, you know, feeling the golf course out this week, how do you feel like your game matches up? Yeah, a lot of the girls have actually said it reminds them of Aronimink or even Hazeltine, touch of Westchester Country Club. Um, there's, yes, certainly some major golf course characteristics to it. So the greens, yeah, they're, they're certainly challenging. A um, little different than where we were in Atlantic City or Galloway last week for the ShopRite. But, um, yeah, two different golf courses. Last week obviously yields a lot of birdies and it's a short golf course. And this week a lot longer, bigger greens, and uh, you have to be really precise with your iron play if you're going to make some birdies. Yeah, I would think that uh, a category like strokes gained approach this week. How do you feel about your iron game coming into this week? Do you feel like you can hit a lot of greens in regulation? Because chipping and putting around that place is quite the challenge. Yes, yeah, definitely. You don't want to short side yourself out here. Um, But yeah, my ball striking has been probably the best this year in in my entire career. I've been working hard and trying to keep up with the young guns out here now. They're, They're coming out better than uh, ever before. They've got access to better information and um, certainly don't have any fear or scar tissue. So, yeah, it's, uh, this is going to be the ultimate test of golf this week. And, yeah, you got to obviously hit it well, but you got to know uh, how to score around these greens in case you uh, do have to get up and down. I love what you touched upon there. Um, there was a, a parallel story on the PGA Tour with Nick Watney, you know, having some scar tissue over the last year or so, and he had a second-place finish last week. When you talk about scar tissue or removing it and you're working on your game, what are you working on or, or what did you do to kind of re- revitalize your mindset in order to start working on it again? Yeah, obviously, uh, the more times you play a tournament or a course, um, you, you do have some good memories in there for sure, but you also unfortunately have, have maybe some memories of a bad shot or a bad hole. So um, it's not easy to block that stuff out, but um, I think at the same time, you can also use experience to your advantage. And a lot of these girls, they're playing golf courses for the first time and, and maybe don't have the quite the strategy um, that we do if we've played it a course numerous times. So um, yeah, there's pros and cons to being out here as long as as long as we have. But um, I think at the end of the day, you've got to just really hone in on the process and kind of forget about outcome. And um, I think Lee Westwood even said it best: it's like you got to prepare like you care, and then when you hit it, don't care. So or don't care where it ends up. But it's not an easy thing to do in golf, obviously. Um, I think yeah, we're all, always focused on the score, and um, sometimes that leads to trouble. But yeah, if, you do, if you're doing all the things that you need to be doing properly, then usually the score takes care of itself. You know, I can't help but uh, you, you mentioned focused on something. I can't help but focus on that $3 million purse this week. It's kind of an interesting storyline in that Cognizant almost comes out of nowhere and they become this major player now in golf. And in the LPGA, they are presenting you all with this Founders Cup event, which is just a fantastic historical, traditionally based event. You know, they provide you with a purse that's basically second only to major championships for the LPGA. What's the atmosphere like up there at Mountain Ridge with all this that's going on? Yeah, I think the girls are obviously excited about the purse. Uh, I would say the purse, the golf course, and and the crowds are the three things that kind of really motivate us to to work hard and and to try and get into contention. But 
um, at the end of the at the end of the day, yeah, it, I mean, you can't control how anyone else is playing, so you just got to got to go about your business and hope that you've done the right preparation, got the right strategy, and yeah, we're certainly thankful for Cognizant to partner with them. I mean, it's this tournament is a it's it may be a what maybe ten years old, but the the Founders Cup and honouring the founders and the pioneers that have come before us is a special part of it. And I know, yeah, Cognizant obviously have similar values to the LPGA, so. We're glad to partner with them, and I think this tournament's only going to get better and better. What does it mean to you to play in the Founders Cup? Well, I, I mean, I had the fortune of, uh, yeah, p- playing with Joanne Carner and Shirley Spork, uh, Betsy King, Nancy Lopez in my, my early career. So um, I, I appreciate all that they did for women's golf and, and hearing their stories even of, uh, interacting with founders and and where, just to think where the tours come from. I mean, the the thirteen women that started it would honestly they would set up golf courses, do their own scorecards, put out the ropes, the tees. They would basically promote the event. That we even had a, a a golf band, if you will, where gals would sing at pro am parties. So um, I'm thankful we don't have to do that these days. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible to see where we've come in in 71 years almost and. Um, yeah, it's exciting for women's golf to see where we can go too. Hey, I'm excited this afternoon just to talk to Catherine Kirk. She's competing in this week's Cognizant Founders Cup up there at Mountain Ridge Country Club in West Caldwell, New Jersey. She's got three wins on the LPGA Tour. And I want to take you back to your experience here with the Cognizant Founders Cup. $3 million purse. Cognizant stepped in as a major sponsor. Have they done anything cool for the players this week to kind of enhance your experience? Yeah, uh, actually, it was interesting. One of the uh, the gifts that we got this week from Cognizant was a aura ring, and um, obviously, everyone's more interested now in performance and how your off course activities affect your on course performance. And um, I think, yeah, they, the players appreciate them thinking about us uh, in terms of our health. And um, yeah, their their specialties obviously data analytics and that sort of thing. So um, neat that they kind of welcomed us I guess a bit into the, their world and um, yeah it's yeah it's it's just the the whole experience of pro-am parties pro-am and then yeah getting more people out here and and some of their um, I guess big clients and uh, them just experiencing golf and getting inside the ropes and yeah it's I think golf's a unique event in that regard um, you can't do it with, with other sports really and expect people to be inside playing tennis or jumping in a pool with like a Michael Phelps for five hours but golf you can do it and yeah hopefully Cognizant and their, and their folks have enjoyed the week so far well it sounds like your aura is in a good place this week being up there at Mountain Ridge at this Founders Cup and you know this week has been also one for great big news for the LPGA and you are a 2003 Dinah Shore Award winner when back when you were coming out of college and the Dinah Shore, the famous 50-year traditional tournament that was now known as the ANA Inspiration, is going to have a little bit of a facelift. I'm wondering you, as a veteran of the LPGA Tour, someone who has seen the tour grow through the years of Mike Wan and now with Molly, how you feel about this. It's kind of a landmark change, you know, a pivot moment for the tour. Good, bad, pros and cons. Break it down for us. Huge. I think, yeah, I think everyone's really delighted for it. Um, obviously, yeah, we're going to miss Mission Hills and, and the traditions that we established there, but I think everything evolves and it's been amazing to see AIG step up with the Women's Open and KPMG with the Women's PGA Championship. 
And I think, yeah, now Chevron coming on board and trying to elevate our Chevron championships, just incredible. So, yeah, we're thankful. And Houston's obviously a great golf town. And we played the U.S. Women's Open there last year and, and was it was well received. So when we do finally move, I think it's, yeah, it's everyone's going to be excited to get down there and hopefully generate a good fan base down there. Inside circles, has there been any mention to what golf course? Is it going to be champions? Have they mentioned what golf course they might try to use in order to uh, maybe recreate Poppy's Pond? Uh, there's some there's some rumors, but none of us know anything yet. Um, I'm sure they've they got probably a short list at this stage, and um, we've got a little time on our hands. So, yeah, it won't be, it won't be rushing into any decisions, but um, I'm sure it'll be a good one when they, when they make their, their final choice. Now, I know one person who probably does have a pretty good idea. That's your new LPGA commissioner, Molly Marcuse-Saman. Interestingly enough there, Catherine, where I worked most recently at Springdale Golf Club was the home golf course for Princeton University, their golf teams, their men's and women's golf team, the two Division I teams. So for seven years, I worked side by side with Molly Marcuse-Saman. This is kind of a return these last two weeks for her to New Jersey and the area, the New York City region, where she made a name for herself in the sports business world. I'm interested because she wasn't a very well-known name for the LPGA commissioner slot, but when she did get in there, you know, each of you players has a moment in time where you get to bump into her for the first time. And I'm curious, what's your first impression been of Molly? Yeah, I actually met her at our Dow team event up in Michigan uh, back in July. And I was really impressed with her. Um, She's very genuine and, um, obviously you can, yeah, you can tell instantly she's a people person. So I'm, I'm excited for what she's going to do here at the LPGA. And obviously, yeah, we, we loved Mike and he did some amazing things for us. And I think, yeah, this is a, a new, exciting chapter and, and Molly's going to be a great leader. And, um, I know, yeah, the, the first hundred days, she's really focused on getting a good strategy and figuring out how we can market the tour better. And, um, it's yeah, golf's become such a global game. So, I mean, it's, it's challenging in, in one regard to think about, uh, how we can handle our, our tournament schedule. But the LPGA is more than just golf tournaments. We've got a teaching and club pro division. Um, we obviously help uh, girls golf in conjunction with the USGA. So there's more to it than just a tour. And it's, it's a big job that she's got ahead of her, but I think she's well capable. Now, it sounds like you've got a pretty good perspective on all the LPGA brings to the table. If you were going to send her an email with a suggestion for that strategy going forward, based on all your experiences out there on tour and, you know, your love for the game, what might be something that you would suggest? I think for us, uh, I mean, if we're trying to grow the game, we've got to ultimately try and reach more more people. And whether that's jumping into the streaming world or... Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're, we don't we don't quite have the the wherewithal to have our own channel, TV channel, but certainly getting on network TV more will help help women's golf. Um, and I think obviously our sponsors will appreciate getting that coverage too. And um, I know that's one thing that they're they're looking at doing. I think that's the, probably uh, that would be one of the things I first would hope that she's uh, strategizing on. Um, but yeah. I, I, it's we I mean we're televised in over 170 countries around the world and um we've certainly capitalized on that to a certain extent but I think yeah with the the potential to stream more and and social media these days we've got we haven't even really touched the surface on just how many people we can reach through those avenues so it's going to be it's going to be a fun time ahead to see what really happens well folks we haven't even touched the surface of this interview I'll tell you that much 
Catherine, hold on tight for a second. We got to let the sponsors do their thing. Up next, more with Miss Kirk from the LPGA Tour. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But, you know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Today's interview is brought to you by Summit Golf Brands. Golf's coolest company offers everything you need to look great while you play your best. As the weather starts to turn, you have to be prepared for on and off the course. Take a look at the award-winning zero-restriction line of active and outerwear. Yes, ladies, they offer yoga pants and city windbreakers. The Urban Wind Jacket will have your friends asking where you got it. Guys, if you want that cool off-the-course look on the links, try the new Champ Hoodie. It's a hybrid wind jacket with ultra-soft sleeves and lining. You can immediately tell Summit believes in creating products that people really want. Right now, Zero Restriction is offering an exclusive 25% off discount with code STUART25! So run, don't walk to that computer, and head to ZeroRestriction.com for all your cool golf and lifestyle gear needs. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. So you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I, I get a lot of that too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the pro show and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Catherine Kirk. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN. 920. We're about to go back to Mountain Ridge Country Club, but before we do, make sure you follow the LPGA's lead and get out there yourself. Only so many wonderful weekends left here in the Northeast. You know there, Wade. And of course, Catherine. Golf is in a tremendous place and it's more popular than ever. There's no doubt about that. And I've said for years as a PGA professional that I've got enough middle-aged men that play the sport. So touching upon some of the things that, you know, the LPGA can do, but the greater golf world can do in general. How can people like yourself that represent the game, but also myself and my peers, the men and women of the PGA of America at the grassroots level, what do you see at the golf course that we could do to help make golf a little bit more fun? I mean, when you play golf away from the tour, what's around a golf like with Catherine Kirk? Yeah, my, my husband and I actually are members at two golf courses in Wichita, and that's Kansas for those folks that maybe don't know. Um, we've got actually a fun couples uh, night that they do once a month where maybe uh, 
guys and gals that aren't used to playing together or maybe wives that are new to golf get out there and they do some fun stuff like uh, blindfold putting and wearing a flotation device to hit a tee shot and hitting a shot the opposite of what you normally would. Like if you're a righty, you hit a shot left-handed. So, um, yeah, I think if you can get people to a golf course and see what, what it's all about or maybe like top golf boom too, um, just kind of give them a taste of what it's like and keep it fun, then you're going to get more people interested in it. And certainly the the pandemic um, made people, I think, in more interested in golf because you could do it outside and you could still socialize and be safe doing it. Um, but yeah, golf, I mean, it's, it, I think it's very accessible. We need to make it more accessible. Um, I know the first tee is doing amazing things with, with juniors and even the working in school programs now. And I think that's been a huge success. And I know girls golf, like I was mentioning before, um, has been a wonderful success. We've gone from, I think 5,000 girls participating to, I think it's over 80,000 now. Um, and I mean, that's the, that's the future of golf right there. So if we can support those junior programs, get, maybe get more people to volunteer in schools, um, do junior clinics at PGA tour events and LPGA tour events, the Metro tour events, um, just, just broaden the horizons there and, and try and increase the exposure, then golf's going to win. I love a bunch of the things that you brought up there. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that this past Wednesday, it was free admission to go to the Cognizant Founders Cup. And we talked about this last week with Scott Wood, and we also talked about it with Chris Hunt, who's the executive director of the New Jersey Golf Foundation, and how they wanted to get everybody involved at the golf course on Wednesday. And then they did a clinic from 4 to 6 p.m. that I participated in teaching and volunteering for young kids to come out to the game. And it's those it's those little grassroots events that make such a difference when you bring in like a tremendous sponsor, like a Cognizant or like a Chevron. And I love the direction and the trajectory that everything is going first with Mike, now with Molly and all of what the players are doing. I know that your generation of golfer and my generation of golfer has really embraced being leaders and being approachable, especially with the LPGA. Do you feel that the young rookies and the up and comers, are you you all able to pass down kind of that same sentiment to them? And are they embracing their role? Well, yeah, the older players are certainly trying, and I think the uh, the obviously the motto "Act like a founder" has been been huge because it's made people think about where the tour started and and how we grow it or how we've grown it, I should say. Um, and it is, it is going to take a team effort. It's it's not just up to the teaching and club professionals to um, you know inspire this gener- next generation. It's it's everyone from yeah regular members at a club donating their time or volunteering to kind of maybe teach juniors etiquette on the golf course or um, doing putting clinics. And, and yeah, the, the LPGA and, and PGA Tour are doing clinics, not just for juniors, but for business leaders too. I think one, that's one of the most successful models that has worked on the LPGA the last couple of years is also doing or tying in women's leadership summits. And women have been maybe not exposed to golf before and now getting a, a little taste of what that's like. And um, they're enjoying the, the clinics and, and hearing from players and, um, yeah, there's no one secret answer to growing the game, but um, I think if everyone kind of maybe thinks outside the box a little bit and is willing to put in some time, treasure and talent, then uh, we can we can certainly make a difference in the golf world. I know I'm impressed. I mean, we have the number one player in the world in Nelly Corda. It seems like these young women because maybe of social media or connectivity or the way that we've, you know, kids are raised nowadays that 
they're they're so much more active in kind of presenting this message, which I think is kind of a cool thing. How do you think we could take better advantage of the media world or social media? And has the LPGA kind of passed out maybe some communication advice in order to kind of push this thing forward? Because I think you're at a huge like tipping point for this thing taking off. And the Chevron news is just kind of the beginning, not necessarily the middle. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, social media is obviously one of the um, the, the keys to, to growing your brand as an individual and as a as a corporation. So, um, I, I mean, I think actually the that tennis does a great job with their with their players and, and doing interviews and promoting um, both yeah both themselves and and the tour. And I think golf has, could could learn a little bit from tennis in that regard. But um, yeah, these certainly these younger players and. and they know how to use social media better than we older players do. That's sure, um, but that's just yeah, just one of the avenues. Media training was something we actually did on the Australian tour a few years ago, and I'd love to see the LPGA do it because you got to know the difference between TV, print, and and radio, and be able to understand how do we kind of yeah use use those mediums to to help us. And um, yeah, these younger players obviously having watched maybe golf channel or yeah following online or even on social media they're they're a little bit more savvy and and understanding how we can utilize that and um yeah again i think it's only going to get better with time based upon this conversation and where we're at right now i want to dig a little deeper and i want to have some fun i always love to have some fun here on the show i want katherine kirk to think about where she is now and then when you came out of college and you were a world beater. I mean, you're all American, you're player of the year in the NCAA, you qualify for the LPGA tour on your first try. If you could go back and give her that Catherine a little advice based upon what you know now, would you also pass that along to like the Nellies of the world as well? Like what would you tell them? Yeah, well, Nellie obviously has a big sister, Jess, out here, so I think she's been pretty helpful. But, um, yeah, certainly the younger girls, the ones that come maybe turn pro out of high school or maybe only play a year or two in college, um, there's a lot that you have to learn your first year on tour. And um, it is serious. I mean, it is a business at the end of the day, but you also have to enjoy what you do. And um, we go to some amazing places around the world to play golf and, I think I probably would tell my younger self, hey, you need to stop and slow down for a little bit and smell the roses while you're at it because it can't all be golf. And, um, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, golf is what we do. It's not who we are. It doesn't, it doesn't define us, even though sometimes um, it, it, feels, it feels like it. And you're, if you're struggling, obviously, you, you can get pretty down on yourself. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a game for life. I, I, would, I would tell any young player, you got to just enjoy the whole process and, um, don't be afraid to ask for help along the way because even though it's uh, an individual game, you need a, a team of great people around you to, to be successful and uh, to make it worthwhile. Well, we're having a worthwhile time this afternoon because we're talking to LPGA star Catherine Kirk here on the Pro Show. You know, you bring up a good point there when you talk about getting involved. And I think back to a story from maybe about a decade ago. Didn't you travel to Africa, to Rwanda, for a charitable effort in order to kind of grow the game in Africa? Yeah, so uh, Betsy King, um, Hall of Fame player, uh, she was in my my small group in my rookie year on tour, and uh, she took a trip to Africa in 2006 with World Vision, and she came back a different person. So I was intrigued by that, and uh, Julie Inkster, another Hall of Famer, um, she went down in 2007 with her two girls, 
Renee Powell, who was the second African-American woman to play on tour, and then Riley Rankin, she's a retired player. So the four of us went down with Betsy, and, um, yeah, it was a life-changing experience. Uh, we, at the time, were raising money to, to build a medical clinic in Rwanda, and we got to meet some of the staff that were making that happen, and um, we also got to meet sponsor kids, and that was that was probably the, the biggest uh, impact on all of us, just seeing what these kids dealt with on a day-to-day basis and, and wanting to make a difference down there. We did do a golf clinic as well, but um, it was more about kind of learning how we could, uh, yeah, make a make an improvement with schools and water and hygiene down there. And it's it's been a really rewarding experience over the last, what, 14 years to be involved in that. And my husband, um, we took a trip in 2014 and uh, got to see villages that were waiting on water wells and then also had received water wells and it amazing $50 a day or sorry $50 total will provide one person with clean water for a lifetime so um, if, you know we think about how yeah how little that is really in the grand scheme of things but it's a game changer for them and you went there what year was that 2007 I first went in 07 yeah and then back again in 2014 so the, the goal in the last 10 years has been to basically fund water wells there because they, uh, they don't have, I think it's one in six people now in the world don't have access to clean water. So by 2030, um, the goal is to have everyone uh, with access to clean water. Now, there's a lot of stuff in my head about golf all the time and it's coming out. And God bless my wife because I talk to her about it all the time. But correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't you have like your career year in 2008 or 2009 where you won a million dollars, you won on tour, like nine top tens? Did, do you think going on a trip like that and learning to appreciate more about the world had you come back and maybe calm you down in competition and make you a better tournament performer? I think that was part of it for sure. Um, it, it expanded my kind of view of the world and how I could be a better, uh, yeah, I guess a better example, a better role model and um, better donor to, to bigger causes than just myself. So, um yeah, it, it's it's been an interesting journey. I certainly, uh, when I first started out, I, I I don't know if I would have said I was going to play as long as I have on tour. But um, yeah, I've learned something every year about myself and and how I can leave the game and the world a better place. Well, you know what? You've left my show a better place today, there, Miss Catherine Kirk, and we've learned tons about you. Three time winner on the LPGA Tour. Best of luck this week out there at Mountain Ridge at the Cognizant Founders Cup. Uh, go make a lot of birdies, and thanks so much for being with us today on the Pro Show. My pleasure. Thanks, Keith. We are flying fast into 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got a weird at 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show. Weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. St. Jude exceeds any expectation or any dream I could have ever had about a hospital. First was getting David here to save his life, but then I was told we wouldn't get a bill. I didn't quite process that. How's this possible? It's possible through all the wonderful people who donate. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. 
if you think about that, I mean, go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30 percent. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. The research here is research that we share with everyone else because overall we want to help all children that have cancer. What makes that possible is people that give to St. Jude. They really help us to fulfill our mission and we're so grateful to have them on our team. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. Listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley low. Hey, if you want to share today's show, the interview with Catherine, which was great, go to those podcast sites, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Check it out. Check me out on Twitter, at KJStewartDOF. And if you want to check out the show on the road, 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Stream us live. Here we go. job on the theme for this week there, Mr. Wade Weezer, Mountain Ridge Country Club. I heard you say that about the valleys. Yes, you Maybe were. we should have this show available on vinyl. Listen to this old music reminds me of that. There's a lot of people that are into vinyl nowadays. Really? Is that a problem? I, each week's show available yeah, on vinyl? It's not a problem for me. I'm not going to talk to the record. I all mean, right. you're the one that records all this and puts it together. I'll get back to you on that. You know who else puts it together? That's our friends at TaylorMade who sponsor the weekly update. And they are introducing the all-new P790 irons. An iron is more than metal. It's the result of countless hours of research, testing, and player feedback. From concept to delivery, every step is taken with one goal in mind, delivering results when you need them most. Where our metal meets your metal with a forged face and speed foam air for more speed and better feel. Get fit for the all-new P790 irons and discover the player they'll push you to become if you go and check them out or find a fitter near you at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Feel the burn. I'm going to take you down to Jackson, Mississippi there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Sam Burns ran off four birdies in a six-hole stretch to start the back nine and pulled away for a five-under 67 to win the Sanderson Farms Championship. Sister Burns. (laughs) But... You made me lose my spot here. (laughs) Point me. (laughs) All right. Uh, For his second PGA Tour victory this year, staked to a two-shot lead going down the 18th, he took a safe bogey from the greenside bunker to secure a one-shot win over the resurgent Nick Watney and PGA Tour rookie Cameron Young from the local New York City area, Cam Young there. For Burns, 
The 25-year-old from Louisiana is just starting to cash in. He won the Valspar back at Innsbruck in the spring. He's had a couple chances this year, a playoff in Memphis. He was one shot out of a playoff at Riviera in February. Burns did well enough to earn some serious consideration from Steve Stricker as a captain's pick this year for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. And now with his second win of the year, he moves into the top 20 in the world ranking for the first time. The first time I saw Sam Burns there, Mr. Wade Weezer, mm-hmm. was at the 2014 USGA Junior in Houston, Texas. I was there with Will. And uh, I tell you, he was impressive then, and he impresses me now. Uh, two weeks in, the PGA Tour this year, folks. Two young guns winning on the PGA Tour, Max and Sam. I love it. You know, we always talk about the trends here. So pay attention, folks, because these young men are ready to roll when they hit the PGA Tour. Happy birthday, Danny. We're going now to St. Andrew, Scotland, because Danny Willett won the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship by two strokes on Sunday. The Englishman took a three-shot lead into the European Tours event final round, which he played over at the old course at St. Andrews. Willett shot a 4-under 68 and finished at 18-under par to claim his eighth professional win and his first since the BMW PGA Championship in September of 2019. For everyone watching, this win seems quite out of the blue, Willett said. But the practice I've been doing at home and the inner belief we have every time we get in and out of the position to do something was proven again. This season has seen Willett struggle. He's had COVID-19, his wisdom teeth pulled, an appendicitis, and a hernia. And he got attacked by a shark. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's quite a year. And he's out there trying to win professional <laughs> tournaments. Unbelievable. Wow. I thought things only happened in threes. Yeah, right. Well, now here's the good news. Sunday was Danny's 34th birthday. With no win since 2019, that's quite the present there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Absolutely. Hey, attention shoppers. Ooh. Going down to Galloway, New Jersey, Atlantic City area, Celine Boutier matched her career low on a Sunday with a final round 63 in the ShopRite LPGA Classic presented by Acer to reach 14 under par overall and to hold off Jin Young Ko, who we mentioned earlier, number two in the world, number three in the world, NB Park, and a hard-charging Brooke Henderson for her second LPGA Tour title. It was such a surreal day. This morning, I knew the course was scorable and that I had to shoot a low score to even have a chance, said Boudier, who hit 14 greens in the bogey-free effort. Then, after number 18, I had left everything on the course, but a couple of groups were out there, and I had to wait and watch. Well, with the win, Boudier matches Patricia Munier-Leboc and Anne-Marie Pali for most wins by a French golfer in LPGA Tour history. Could you could you tell it took Spanish in high school? It's my favorite part of the show, Spanish, yeah. <laughs> it took Spanish high school, definitely. The victory comes just two starts after a win in her native country at the Lacoste Ladies Open de France on the Ladies European Tour. Boudier discussed how being a part of the victorious European Solheim Cup team in September spurred these results. Considering the company gunning for her, it was an impressive win by Celine. She's been on an, quite a run since the Solheim, but with a 70 yesterday, similar to Catherine, and tied for 39, she'll need some more 63s to compete this mm-hmm. weekend. More 63s. Well, Wade Weezer, you and everybody else, you asked for it. Now you're going to get it. Brooke, Brooks I don't, I don't remember asking for this. Yes, neither did, neither did I at this point. But uh, we'll get into that. Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau will finally get the showdown. All their chirping and their antics and everything have pointed toward for the last few months. Kepka and DeChambeau will square off in the fifth edition of the match at 4 p.m. on Friday, November 26th, the day after Thanksgiving, at the Wynn Golf Club in Las Vegas. 
The event will again be broadcast on TNT. We'll simulcast running uh, across Turner platforms like TBS, True TV, HLN. There's probably 16 other ones, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to stop there. Interestingly enough, this edition of the match will only be contested over 12 holes. It's at 12 holes, 12 holes. A lot of people asking questions about that. But this feud, if we're still calling it that. <laughs> right. Yes. Began around the PGA Championship with the what now famous eye roll by Mr. Brooks. And it escalated quickly when Kepka um, and his fans promoted that video. And, and God knows what else was going on there. And then, you know, we had Brooksy and <laughs> DeChambeau. And oh, geez, uh, it was just it's been a full summer. And, you know, I, I think most of the golf world. It feels my sentiment and that the feud at this point is kind of contrived, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like like the player impact program money grab. Right. I mean, each guy is getting paid three million just to show up for this <laughs> 12 holes. That's that's a quarter of a million dollars a hole. You know, and, and, and again, everyone keeps asking why 12 holes, Wade. Yeah. You know, and not 18. Right. And I keep asking why not nine. Right. You know. Yeah. They get more money <laughs> and it becomes our problem. <laughs> That's Twitter keeps us all entertained. I love these. I mean, I just I just love these guys. They're great. Former television commentator and famous instructor Peter Costas went to Twitter with a question this okay. week. While I'm a proponent, this is this is Costas's tweet. Right. While I'm a proponent of over under speed training, someone has to explain the science behind non-dominant swinging, improving dominant swing speed. Making my car go zero to 60 in four seconds in reverse doesn't make it go faster and drive. Discuss. Well, thankfully, Phil Mickelson came to our rescue with a response. As only Phil can. Shocking. He, he stepped up for this. Your body won't accelerate faster than it can stop. Accelerating the opposite way strengthens the decelerating muscles in your normal swing. This will raise your body's internal governor, allowing you to swing faster. Another tweet. A race car's top speed has a lot to do with its braking system, not its ability to go fast and reverse. The human body's ability to create speed is dependent on its ability to slow down and stop as well. Another way to think of it. Okay. Boom. There you Costas go. Costas responded, gosh, Mr. Nicholson, thanks so much. That was swell. Well, I mean, if you know Costas, he's pretty proud of his resume. So that was um, very enjoyable there. That was a nice explanation. So that too. was great. I yes. learned from that. Yeah. You know, what's really good are the replies after that. Okay, you know, yeah. with all the all the all the gifs and, and memes of like, you know, head explosions and stuff is great. <laughs> all right. How about this one? Or there was this tweet sent to Max Homa by a young aspiring artist asking how Max, who loves his Twitter responses, would like the abstract take of Homa's profile. Mm-hmm. OK, at Max Homa 23, as much as I don't want to tweet this, my friends have peer pressured me to do so. So you can roast my artistic skills and the pictures there on Twitter. So you can look it up. Max's response. Well, you put the ass in Picasso. There you go. (laughs) And it's in there, too, if you spell it P-I-C-A-S-S-O. Oh, yes, it is. And one thing's for sure there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Phil and Max online, they're still undefeated. (laughs) Bravo. No doubt about that. And now the weekly J.R. Smith update. And from at the real J.R. Smith. October 4th, great Monday, my good people. Make sure you get a jump on your work. Make it light on yourself at the end of the week. What nice. you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain That's right. He got tweeted out. Midterms are coming, JR. Get ready. JR's reply, midterms are already here for me, boss. Just did an essay last week. Ooh. 
10 5. That's October 5th. Mm-hmm. Man, homecoming about to be lit and Moneybag got a show. It's on. October 6th. Single best move I've made in a long time ever. Educating myself. Hashtag invest in yourself. Well, you know what, JR? With 785,000 followers on Twitter, it's great how much you've embraced this opportunity and continue to relay a positive message. And of course, that is your pro show update for the week ending October 8th, 2021. A special shout out to my sponsors, Summit Golf Brands for the interview today with Catherine, New Jersey Golf Foundation for all they do in golf and TaylorMade Golf for the weekly update. Now, next week's show, we're going to revisit a conversation with Peter Jacobson. He's coming on to talk about the PGA Tour champions and their new Ryder Cup style match in November. Producer Wade Weezer, man. Love you, brother. And of course, I love my listeners. So I'm going to give you this little message before I go with one brief thought about mentoring. The greatest skill we can teach our apprentices is to believe in themselves. Without self-esteem, no other skill will help them succeed. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.